0: You're listening to the CIP Podcast, The Study Broadcast, Season 4, Episode 4. I'm your host, Mike. In this show, we explore the world of study abroad, offering advice, insights, and travel stories, bridging perspectives and cultures along the way. On this episode, we'll be speaking with a University of Guelph student, Aviva, who participated in a field school to Madagascar. Let's get right into it. Today on the show, we are pleased to welcome Aviva to get started Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your study abroad experience?
1: Hello, Mike, and thank you for having me on the CIP podcast. My name is Aviva, and I'm currently a fourth-year biological sciences student at the University of Guelph. Many of my studies center around biology, environmental sciences, and geography. This past summer, I participated in the One Health Field School to Madagascar, where we studied lemur conservation. This truly was a a once-in-a-lifetime experience that I gained so much from. It was filled with lots of laughs, joy, and friendships that I will always remember. Traveling to the other side of the world, you really learn in an entirely different way. Climate is obviously very different when you go there, and Madagascar is one of the most biodiverse places. You're constantly seeing such cool things such as lemurs, birds, plants, and insects. It was just so great.
0: Yeah, I think for most people listening, they're they're thinking of the Disney movie, Madagascar, and they're picturing giant anthills and just a very cool ecosystem that exists there.
1: Yeah, it's slightly different than as the movie puts it, but it's still absolutely gorgeous. And I would definitely recommend going.
0: Sounds good. So for those who aren't quite sure what a field school is, can you sort of describe briefly what that entails?
1: Sure. So a field school is slightly different than what a regular study abroad program is. Field school got paired with a Malagasy University when we traveled to Madagascar. It allows for an experiential learning experience, which is also mixed with classes. So before we traveled to Madagascar, we actually had two weeks of pretty intensive school this is pretty much where they try and teach you as much as you can learn about when you actually go to Madagascar. So you're learning pretty much everything you can in these two weeks and then you travel to Madagascar. And then once you get there, you get to um, put the like everything what you learned in Guelph into real life studies and really just use everything you just learned, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, that sort of segues into the next question or sort of that idea of connecting the curriculum to the local culture. What was that learning environment you know we talk about learning from textbooks or online learning but when you're actually immersed and studying the surrounding environment what was that like for you as a student
1: so yeah this is very different than any other class i've ever taken although we did a bunch of readings and stuff beforehand when you get there It's just so crazy because we're in Guelph and we're learning all about everything that you're going to learn and you're talking about lemurs and you're talking about the One Health perspective but then you actually like that's on a Friday and then by the Monday you're flying to Madagascar you're flying across the whole world and you're just immersed right into the culture and you're seeing these lemurs firsthand and everything so I just remember like one of the first days I'm sleeping in my tent and I just remember waking up and you're hearing the lemurs right there. Like you're waking up and that's what's waking me up in the morning is these lemurs. So within like a week, I went from learning all about these and like not even imagining that they're actually real to seeing them and being surrounded by them all the time. The learning experience is definitely really hands on you really try and learn as best as you can, but it, like we made research questions before you go, but you know that when you get there in the field, it was entirely different than what you imagined. Like you can only prepare so much for it, but when you actually get there, totally different experience. And it also was interesting because everyone who participates in the field school comes from possible different um, disciplinaries, different degrees, as well as we were paired with a Malagasy student as well that was a master's student. So When you really added all of our experience together, it also made for a different learning experience of learning what other people had to say and how they could add to it as well.
0: Can I ask you a quirky question? What exactly is a lemur for those who are just picturing some fuzzy animal up in the tree (laughs) with a long tail?
1: Yeah, of course. So a lemur is a primate. A different type of primate than we are but they are kind of like a monkey some of them are insanely loud there's one that is just like so loud you would wake up to it and it sounds like it's just screaming like I still have the videos of it and it could be an alarm clock it's just so loud but they are these little fluffy creatures Most of them have little creepy eyes that are just staring at you. They range in size. There's like some, they're microcebus, they're really small. So they would only be about, some of them like smaller than the size of your hand. Where others would be more similar to like a raccoon or something like that. Like they're much larger, but they're crazy and they can just hang on everything. And they'll just be carrying their babies going through the trees and stuff. So they are cute. They're also, they're, they're something else.
0: <laughs> sounds good. So you talk about waking up to the sounds of a lemur. What was a typical morning like, or what was your day like while you are participating in the field school?
1: Of course. So most of our time was spent in the Ancarifons National Park. So I'll go over our day there because that was what it was like for three weeks. So typical days you got up around 6 a.m., get ready, normally brush your teeth and everything like that. And then you'd have breakfast around 6.30 with everybody. It was all like family-style meals and stuff, which was quite nice. And then you would head to the forest and you would start your field work by 7 We stayed in like the lower valley and then you'd have to walk up a bit of a mountain, hill, whatever you would like to call it, about two, three kilometers to get to the research area. And then the fieldwork you would do would change by the day. Some of this included was habitat mapping, phenology trails, environmental sampling. We would walk lemur transects or we would be creating botanical plots. So it really just depended on what your um, itinerary said you were doing that day. Then you would return for lunch around 12 o'clock. And then we would do beh- behavioral lemur surveys at around two. So this was pretty much a full day and you'd do that till about four. And then you'd have dinner around seven. And then there would also be some times where you would do nocturnal surveys. There was also half days. Half days were gave you time to do schoolwork right integrated in it. One last thing I wanted to add is when we did those behavioral lemur surveys, we actually did those ones at camp. We didn't do them at the forest. We tried to do them at the forest, but we actually were unable to because these lemurs were very skittish around people. They were very intimidated by us. Um, Whereas the ones that lived in camp were actually really climatized to humans and allowed us to get really close to them. This is just crazy and it's definitely an evolutionary feature that they're going through so that's why we didn't go back to the forest in the afternoon
0: for me it sounds like I'm picturing Jane Goodall and just being out in the open and connecting with the land Mm -hmm. and viewing you know species in their natural habitat did you sort of reflect on like how this might impact your your future interests or research endeavors
1: Yeah, definitely. So this for me really taught me that I think I do want to do a master's degree. I just loved the research and everything that we did. I learned so much here from just the employability skills that you learn, such as teamwork, critical thinking, adaptability, flexibility. But also academically, I think I learned more than any other course combined, from learning a new language to working in an intercultural way. The field schools were just so helpful, and I'll continue to move use these moving forward. And we also worked on a research proposal, which is really similar to what you would do in a master's. So I really liked that I was able to gain the
0: experience in that. And what was it like for you traveling with the University of Guelph professor?
1: So, yeah, it was definitely really cool to travel with a professor. So I traveled with Professor Travis Steffens. He was super awesome. He's very passionate and knowledgeable about everything he does. He also just genuinely really wanted us to learn and succeed. He was always there to help you with any questions you had or if you needed help with field work and constantly be surveying the area, trying to find us and just help us and see what we were up to. He's also been to Madagascar so many times, I I don't even know, but he also speaks a bit of Malagasy and he tried to teach us some of this language before we went, but he also just knew the land and knew how it worked and everything. So it was super awesome to have him there and he did an amazing job organizing it and I'm forever grateful for him for the experience.
0: And so you mentioned studying as well with uh, students from different backgrounds, different disciplinary backgrounds. What was it like in terms of group travel? I know that, you know, group travel can have its advantages and disadvantages. What did you like about it or what were some of the challenges you faced traveling with a group?
1: Yeah, of course. So. We traveled in a group of 12 undergraduate students. They were all part of the field school. And then there was one master's student, one URA student, as well as the professor. And so we chose to all fly there together. Pretty much like when you go with everyone, you spend every waking second with everybody. They really and truly become like a family to you. Our group was amazing, and everyone seemed to get along really well. I don't remember there being any drama, and we were just all a huge group of friends, which was awesome. We're still friends to this day, and we still all keep in touch, which is super great. The advantages to traveling in this type of group is it provided you with a good support system. There obviously were difficult days. So, it's nice to have someone to turn to if anything went wrong or you just need to talk about it or you're homesick or anything. There was always somebody there that you could talk to. Disadvantages maybe would be when we were traveling in a group, it drew attention to you. So... A tourist or someone who's not from Madagascar is referred to as a vaza. There, that's just the name in Malagasy. And there would be times where you'd have people point at you and call you vaza, and just went into a rural market and just people would stop and stare at you and stuff. So it's definitely just not something that I was used to. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible, and there was never a time when we were unsafe. But you could feel people watching you for sure.
0: (laughs) So you talked about sort of interacting with local students and going to the local market. Can you talk about some of the other social and cultural aspects that may make this program unique?
1: Of course. Yeah. So it's definitely very intense in that you're just thrown right into it. Like the culture is really just built into everything where you stay in camp for the three weeks is where like it's right in the national park and you are neighboring a village so you get to see pretty much how they live and everything additionally we also go right into the rural market where you see just like where they would go because in Madagascar when you're living rurally there's not really like grocery stores So, when you're going somewhere, you're going to get this from a market. So, this could be fish, this could be your rice, pretty much anything you need is going to be there. There's clothes, shoes, anything. It definitely culturally is a shock coming there. Madagascar is one of the poorest countries in the world. So, coming from Canada, you see a definite different way of living. It wasn't bad by any means, it's just very different and sometimes difficult to see because you talk about the poverty before you go, but seeing it firsthand is a very surreal experience. Social aspects were a huge part of this trip. You were constantly with people. There wasn't many times when you were alone. And even when you are alone, you're sleeping in a tent beside everybody. So you're really, you're with everyone all the time. But this was a great way to make friends. There was also those half days I mentioned earlier were really integrated to allow you to be social and hang out with everybody. Even when you're just doing school, you were still able to be together and stuff. So, yeah, it was really awesome.
0: It sounds like the experience sort of helped broaden your global perspective or maybe helped you become a little more attuned to global issues such as poverty. Can you talk about maybe how this experience overall benefited you on a personal level
1: so on a personal level this trip was a a once-in-a-lifetime experience and it was I seriously feel like I came back a new person you really just you do view the world as a different place like seeing how difficult and harsh of conditions some people have to live in but they are still so happy and their life is is slower for a lot of people, and it really just allows you to take the time to think, like, maybe we should be slowing down. Because <clears throat> within these rural villages, sometimes the only people they know are the people within this village, and they just work a lot with the land. And from, like, an environmental side of things, you see how connected everyone is to the land and everyone just really knows what's going on. So I personally feel like I gained so much and came back as a new person from this because it it was just a really eye-opening experience. And yeah, as I mentioned, the poverty is definitely very difficult to see, but it didn't mean that everyone in Madagascar wasn't happy just because they had a different way of living. It's just different than how a lot of people live here, but there's still poverty here in Canada as well. It's not just limited there, but you see it a lot more throughout the whole country there.
0: So before we wrap up here, is is there anything else you would want to speak to or add about your experience that you would want to share with students?
1: If you're debating on joining a field school or any centre for international program like anything with the abroad my advice is you should 100% do it it was truly one of the best experiences that I will always remember I still constantly can't believe that I went there and people are like what did you do this summer and I just say oh I was living in Madagascar for a month and that's not something that a lot of people get to see I just I can't even put it into words how amazing the experience was and how much I learned I know it can feel daunting. I remember the feeling of being so scared to do it and whether or not I should accept. And there will be some bad times, but I truly only remember the good. I had so much fun. I made so many lifelong friends that I'll always remember. I just want to thank Travis and everyone in the field school, as well as CIP, for making this experience possible for me. I'll always remember it, and I'm forever grateful. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Aviva, it's great to hear your story and I'm sure people listening to it will feel super intrigued and hopefully a little inspired and uh, we'll check out CIP and study abroad and different field schools that we're offering this summer. So thank you again. That's all for today's episode of the study broadcast. Don't forget to explore your own study abroad opportunities on the CIP website at eoguelph.ca slash CIP. Or you can follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is CIP underscore Guelph. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Aviva for sharing your advice, insights, and travel stories. Stay tuned for our next episode where we look to unpack the study abroad experience even further.